what in the world is going to happen? Well, find out today on Truth For Today as we continue our series on prophecy and end times. Join us. From Valley Bible Church in Hercules, this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Welcome to the broadcast. Our series this month is a continuation of our look at end times prophecy. What in the world is going to happen? And specifically today, as it relates to countries today. Russia, for example. What's in it for Russia? We're going to take a look at the destruction of Russia as laid out for us in God's Word. And the details are straight ahead. Join us now for this edition of Truth For Today, our teacher and pastor now. Once again, here's Pastor Phil Howard. Do any of you ever consult a Bible atlas? <laughs> I brought one here tonight uh, just so that you could uh, take a look and see some of the modern nations that are up in the upper or the utter parts of the north from Israel uh, Turkey, uh, Iran, uh, which is Persia, uh, the USSR. It could change its modern name. That won't matter. Uh, when you see this uh, Macmillan Bible Atlas, you've got the Black Sea up here. If you keep on going, you're at the North Pole. I would say that's the uttermost parts of the north. Uh, and when you go north in the Bible, you go north from Jerusalem. You don't go north from Washington, D.C. When he says uh, east, west, north, south, in biblical prophecy, uh, they already predict it will be dry. So I'll put this over here. Uh, so uh, you just ought to sometimes just get a Bible atlas and see when this prophecy we're going to be talking about, those powers that will be in the uttermost parts of the north invade Israel. Uh, just look at the Black Sea and uh, look up there in the north. What nations? It was Assyria in biblical times, now Syria and Lebanon. So that's north. Keep on going Turkey. They haven't been known as real great friends of Israel. USSR. Uh, and so uh, Iran over here. I was a little knocked over. They're right there on the Caspian Sea. And uh, of course, I, if I knew PowerPoint well, we'd put a map up. And you see the uttermost parts of the north from Israel, Turkey, Syria, ancient Assyria, USSR, even Iran. And uh, it's uh, going right up into uh, the northernmost parts. Be interesting for you. I'll just leave it here. And you can uh, just look at some of those ancient names. And uh, we come to a remarkable prophecy in, Bi in the Bible about Gog and Magog, and uh, not eggnog, Magog. And uh, uh, let's uh, get an idea here. We're going to look at five things that we want to consider in chapter 38 and 39. Uh, there's an invasion takes place. We want to know who is the invader? Who is this Gog and Magog? Uh, who are these nations that come with him? Uh, where does the invasion take place? Uh, thirdly, why does it take place? Why do they invade uh, Israel to start with? Uh, fourthly, how does the invasion end? And then the hardest part, I think, to answer is to know exactly when it takes place. 
But uh, uh, let's just kind of start out here. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Now, that's a great translation. NIVs have, because many times I put it, the chief of Rosh. But Rosh really means a prince or a head of something. So it's the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Prophesy against him and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks in your jaws, and bring you out with your whole army, your horses, your horsemen fully armed, and a great horde with large and small shields, all of them brandishing their swords. Persia. Who is Persia? Iran. Cush. Who's Cush? It's Africa, but I, I give you the little key right here in your notes. Cush uh, winds up being Ethiopia, probably. Put is believed to be Libya. So one is Northeast Africa, the other is Northwest Africa. Will be with them, all with seals and helmets. Also Gomer, not Gomer Pyle. Gomer, uh, some believe is Germany. Uh, it's actually the name Gomer showed up for the land of Armenia, uh, the land of Cappadocia. When you read about that, they went up into the land of Cappadocia. I think Paul got that far north on his missionary trips. And they have found inscriptions in Assyria using this name Gomer. So it would be north of Israel, modern day Syria. If it went any further, some would make it include Germany. Not sure. So you've got Iran, uh, maybe the Ethiopia wing, the eastern part of Africa, put Libya. Of course, we know Gaddafi is no friend of Israel. And uh, Gomer, if this is Assyria, this would be in northern Assyria and maybe going into Turkey. Uh, and Beth Togomar, uh, which some make this eastern Turkey. And from the far north, and some translations make it a superlative, from the farthest points of the north, and all of his troops, the many nations with you, get ready, be prepared. You and all the hordes gathered about you and take command of them. After many days, you will be called to arms. In future years, you will invade a land that has recovered from war, whose people were gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They had been brought out from the nations, and now all of them live in safety. You and all your troops and the many nations with you will go up, advancing like a storm. You will be like a cloud covering the land. This is what the sovereign Lord says. On that day, thoughts will come into your mind, and you will devise an evil scheme you will say, I will invade a land of unwalled villages. I will attack a peaceful and unsuspecting people, all of them living without walls and without gates and bars. I will plunder and loot and turn my hand against the resettled ruins and the people gathered from the nations, rich in livestock and goods, living at the center of the land. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish and all of our villages will say to you, have you come to plunder? Now, they're not a part of it. 
they're just objecting. They're on looking. Says, what, what, what are you doing? Uh, you've come to ruin this land? Have you gathered your hordes to loot, to carry off silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, and to seize much plunder? So we see that uh, people out of the north, the northern enemies, the northern people above the land of Israel, maybe were presumptuous to say Russia. Maybe Russia, that name evaporates as she's been breaking up into various states. We could drop the name Russia, just say a northernmost enemy of the people of Israel will invade them in their latter days. They will come out of the uttermost parts of the north and whatever nations that happens to be. But it's amazing. He gives names that come right across uh, to Persia, the Scythian language. If you see Josephus refers to the Persians, the Iranians, who would love to invade Israel the Arab bloc, communism, atheism, the north, Turkey, everything north of Israel has always hated Israel. And he said a power out of the north in the latter days will invade them. And uh, where do they come in verses 8 and 9? They come right to the mountains of Israel. And if you've been to Israel, the mountains are down there by the Red Sea, or not Red Sea, but by the Sea of Galilee. Uh, I was in Israel uh, when the uh, Syrians uh, still had the Golan Heights. And uh, it was dangerous. I, I wanted to go to Israel with a man named Dr. Frank Pruitt because he lived there and he knew the land. And when you were on the Sea of Galilee, they would just point out the Syrian uh, guns right in the Golan Heights, aiming right down on the various kibbutz uh, down in the Galilee Valley. And... Uh, you start climbing up into the mountains there. Uh, and so they're going to come right to the mountains of Israel, this power out of the north. And uh, they come at a very uh, unusual time. But you know what's interesting is Israel, you could have never said there was an Israel as a nation until 1948. They were scattered. They were all over Europe. They were in South America. Uh, there were more Jews in New York City than in Israel for years. I don't know if that's still true. I don't know what the population of Israel is today. But it used to be more Jews were in New York City because who in the world would want to go back to a barren land? I've never seen anything in Israel as pretty as what I've seen in the San Joaquin Valley as far as produce. Because the land has been uh, ravished. The Turks, when the Turks invaded the land, they stripped it of every tree. They burned every tree. So they've had armies passing back and forth. It's been a buffer state. When Moses was getting ready to come into there, it was a dairy land. There was grass, there were cattle, there were bees. But through the centuries and the wars and the devastation, the land was uh, stripped of foliage and stripped of trees. But when they went back, did you know your, where your drip system came from? It came out of Israel. They invented the drip system for desert land. And so we, we stole it from them. 1948, uh, Ben-Gurion goes back. I impossible. In one day, 40 million people declared war on less than 2 million. In one day, when they got there, uh, finally the declaration in the United Nations in 1948, the very day they were declared a state, 
40 million Arabs declared war and said, we will drive you into the Mediterranean Sea. That's pretty big odds, 40 million to 2 million. You think of that. What if the United States was threatened by a power that outnumbered us 40 million to 2 million? And what did they have? They had no, they had no uh, air force. They only had rifles. If you've ever seen any of the 1948 footage when the battles were going on even before the British settled things down, I mean, it was almost, uh, it was just rifles. It wasn't all this big weaponry like we had. Now they've got a jet air force that's uh, one of the top in the world. But uh, they come down and, and they've, just, they've just come out of Europe. They've just been fleeing Hitler. And God says, I want the Jew to go back to the land. And all of a sudden, people who uh, were living all over the world, the Zionism was born. I want to go back to the land promised to Abraham. And when they're in that land, in the future years, you will invade a land that has recovered from war. The people gathered from many nations. Anybody ever read the book Exodus and the ships that brought in those people fleeing Europe? Some moving literature. Uh, the people gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel, which had long been desolate. They had been brought out from the nations, and now all of them live in safety. Well, when they first came, they sure weren't in safety. He first has to regather them to a desolate land, a ravished land, the land of Palestine, Israel. And uh, after they get in that land and... Uh, get settled down, especially today when they found out there are literally billions of tons. I've heard it said billions. I heard four billion. I cannot tell you exactly where I read that. The tons of natural chemicals in the Dead Sea. Now they have turned the uh, uh, Galilean Valley into a San Joaquin Valley. It has flourished. These northern powers, it's an amazing thing. Russia spent most of her money building weapons to kill us while their people struggle to have bread. And anyway, it gets into their hearts in these latter days. This is a place to plunder. It's easy pickings, and there's stuff down there we want. Maybe the Dead Sea, chemicals, who knows? Uh, it's sure not oil. They don't have it. Go to my ears, said, why in all of God's promises in giving the land did he not give them one oil well? They, Israel got no oil. And, uh, but anyway, they'll be regathered. They'll be there prospering, at least developing the land. And at that time, you and your troops will go up, advancing like a storm, and you'll cover the land. Why, why do they do this? What's their motive? They devise an evil scheme in verse 10. We're going to attack them there at a peaceful time. Now, that's where many prophetic students think that this might be when uh, Antichrist has made his covenant with Israel to give them protection and peace the first three and a half years before he breaks the covenant, that they can finally say, we can lay down our weapons. Uh, we're unwalled villages. Does that sound like the kibbutz? That's, it sounds like a lot of that anyway. We don't have walls. We're under a peace treaty with the most mighty political figure of the day, an antichrist. They don't know he's antichrist, but he promises a peace treaty. He could end the Palestinian-Jewish conflict. 
just promises them peace. And so they settled down to rest. And in the midst of that peaceful time, this northernmost power invades them when they're the least suspecting. I will invade a land of unwalled villages. I will attack a peaceful and unsuspecting people. I would not say Israel is that way today. I don't think it's a, uh, I'll tell you, I was just stunned over there when I'd go to a restaurant and guys just come in and put an AK right there on, you know, just have a Coke and just sit down a gun with the, the, the barrel of it nearly pointing at you. I mean, it was an armed camp. I saw women packing guns, men packing guns. No, uh, they're ready to fight to the death. They're that way today. It is a place that you don't want to mess because they've already buried mothers and fathers and they know they're hated and they know they could be invaded any day and they're packing guns and it's legal. You can carry your rifle anywhere you want. And uh, you, every Jewish person that is of good health is going to serve at least two years in the army. It's not that, it's not a land of peace today, not at all. But there's coming a time under some sense of peace, which I can imagine could be with this Antichrist when they make this covenant, protect us, end our feuding, end the wars, make a peace treaty. Got it made, but even this Antichrist doesn't know this northern power is going to invade. And he comes in and uh, he attacks, then when they're least expecting it, they're living in unwalled places, and they say, we want to loot, and we want to uh, uh, plunder, and we want to come against these resettled people, and we want to uh, destroy them. So he said an evil scheme is planted in their heart. I think God plants it in their heart some way to say, you ought to invade Israel. I'm going to draw you like the demons draw the armies of the east. I want to bring you down into my land, the northernmost power of the latter days. And so, um, why do they invade? God's motive is they've got an evil plan and they want plunder. They want the benefit. Notice God's motive. Look at verse 23. Well, I better read to you 17. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Are you not the one I spoke of in former days by my servants, the prophets of Israel? At that time, they prophesied for years that I would bring you against them. This is what will happen in that day. When Gog attacks the land of Israel, my hot anger will be aroused, declares the Sovereign Lord. In my zeal and fiery wrath, I declare that at that time there shall be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. Now, you talk about earthquakes, God specializes in them. The fish of the sea, the birds of the air, this always astounds me. I mean, an earthquake that affects the birds in the air. The beast of the field, every creature that moves along the ground, and all the people on the face of the earth will tremble at my presence. The mountains will be overturned, the cliffs will crumble, and every wall will fall to the ground. I will summon a sword against Gog on all my mountains, declares the Sovereign Lord. Every man's sword will be against his brother. I will execute judgment upon him with plague and bloodshed. I will pour down torrents of rain, hailstones, and burning sulfur on him 
and on his troops and on the many nations with him. So this is a, a conglomerate of nations that come under the leadership of this northern power. It's a confederation. And so I will show my greatness and my holiness, and I will make myself known in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am Yahweh. Uh, God is going to sanctify himself in the sight of Gentile world powers that hate his people Israel. And he said, I am going to show them what I'm about, that I am set apart. I'm not a God made of uh, stone or gold or silver. Israel owns the mighty God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not the God of the modern-day atheistic state of Israel, which is a very anti-God place. Israel is a very anti-God place today. But uh, when they're regathered, God says, I'm fighting this for the sake of my own name. I'm taking these people on. Because Israel doesn't defeat this army. God steps in. Look at uh, verses chapter uh, 39. Kind of a, he recapsulates it. He says, I'll bring them from the north. In verse 2, I'll strike your bow. Uh, on the mountains of Israel, you will fall, you and your troops and the nations with you. I will give you as food to all kinds of carrion birds and to the wild animals. You will fall in the open field, for I have spoken, declares the sovereign Lord. I will send fire on Magog and on those who live in safety in the coastland, and they will know that I am the Lord. I will make known my holy name among my people Israel. I will no longer let my holy name be profaned, and the nations will know that I, the Lord, am the Holy One in Israel. It is coming. It will surely take place, declares the Sovereign Lord. This is the day I have spoken of. So God says, I've got an agenda that I want to prove when I bring this army in against Israel. I'm going to show off who I am. I'm going to show my great power. And uh, God lets Israel know your God is alive, and many of them regathered in unbelief uh, from the nations, not a matter of salvation. They come in unbelief. They just want a place to live where it's safe to be a Jew and not be killed. But not right with God. Look at verse 7. God will make his name known and forbid it to be profane. God will make a feast of his enemy. He's going to feed God to the birds of the air. Nations are going to see God's glory and judgment. Israel will know that their God is Lord. I, I love this latter part of these Gentiles. Look at... Uh, uh, verse 21, chapter 39. I will display my glory among the nations, and all the nations will see the punishment I inflict and the hand I lay upon them. From that day forward, the house of Israel will know that I am the Lord their God, and the nations will know, now these are Gentiles, that the people of Israel went into exile for their sin because they were unfaithful to me. So I hid my face from them and handed them over to their enemies, and they all fell by the sword. And uh, haven't the Jews been at the hands of the sword in their many exiles? Babylon killed by the thousands, Assyrian captivity, uh, Roman invasion, scattered after the day of uh, 
Pentecost after 70 AD, scattered, scattered, scattered. Our series is simply entitled, What in the World is Going to Happen? It is a small look at a larger series, a prophetic series, taking a look at end times. And we're only able to bring you a portion of it here in the month of February. The entire nine sermon set is available for a gift of $15 or more when you contact us here in the month of February. If you would like the book that accompanies this, also written by our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard, simply ask for it by name when you contact us, What in the World is Going to Happen? And for a donation of $25 or more, we'll send the book along as well. For a copy of today's program on CD, simply get a hold of us and we'll send one out to you, no charge. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Or you can write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue. That's 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. That's here in Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. As always, you're welcome to visit Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. We'd love to see you and spend time with you face to face. Services are at 9 and 11 Sunday mornings. Details and directions can be found at our website, valleybible.org, or again by simply calling 855-833-9864. This broadcast is available here on KFAX on a weekly basis as you come by and sponsor us financially and prayerfully. Linking Arms with Us continues the broadcast of Truth For Today here on KFAX, reaching thousands here in the Bay Area for the gospel of Christ. Further information can be had when you contact us at 855-833-9864. And then come back and join us next week for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. 